up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Between Two Posts. We are pumped to have you back for another week. We got a really cool guest on, Connor Carbo from Boston and Vermont. I had the pleasure of crossing paths with him throughout my junior career, and uh, he's got some cool stuff to talk about. But uh, he's one of your favorite goalie partners. It sounds like, huh? Yeah, I'd have him up there. He's a. Uh, it was a great time. So I think you can kind of tell we just kind of bonded. Uh, you know, like a lot of times goalies clash. And we never really had that. So. I always That's awesome. enjoyed, I enjoyed my time there. Unfortunately, it was only uh, half a season. But um, you know, if, if I could go back, I wish I would have spent some more time in in Vermont and uh, getting to play with him. But um, in other news, I mean, NHL has been been cranking out, so we'll talk about that. But what's new with you? Uh, just went two and zero on the night roller hockey, big sweep. All right. And you know what's actually gross was we just, uh, not we, Frazier just got a new floor, like a brand new floor imported from Europe. And it is so fast. It grips so well. The puck slides and moves so good. It it completely changed the game. But yeah, just went a little 2-1-0 uh, on the night. Not a big deal. Old body can still get it done. What's new with you, man? Well, first of all, it's unreal. And I'm excited to see you in uh, a couple days. State Wars. We'll, couple we'll days. Be, uh, Catching up. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, I've honestly just been working. I've been uh, cooped up. You've been up. slaving away, man. Dude, from from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. Um, I did get a little break the other day. Me and my girlfriend got to go to Disney World. I had a great time. A little bit of relaxation. I uh, got to enjoy, you know, not working for, for a change. And that was a, I had a lot of fun. Hey, man, sometimes you got to treat awesome. her. You got to take her and uh, do something special, you know? Yeah, it was good. Little Epcot, Magic Kingdom. Um, also been catching up on the NHL games. And I got to say, like, as a goalie, being able to watch these games, if you're a young kid out there, like, turn on the TV. I, it's insane. See, seeing how lights out these guys are playing. Like, this is – it's mistake-free hockey. Like, People are back. They're back checking. They're, you know, guys are back. Uh, defensemen are always picking up the the rebounds, picking up loose sticks, clearing the net front, and like, you know, a lot of the game. I think they. What was the the number? It was like eighteen out of twenty games or something were the were the under. Like, there's been super low scoring games, and goalies have just been killing it right now. Obviously, we saw Staylock and Corpusalo, both Vaughn guys, pick up some shutouts. It's just been fun to watch. Hey, how about Mrazek with the windmill? Did he overdo it, or was it enough? Was it? No. Would you, it's fair. It's playoffs. There's no fans. You got to you got to create some buzz on your own. And I've just, I mean, I'm I've just been like getting excited seeing like these goalies just come and play their best. I mean, I've never been like a huge Carey Price fan. But like seeing how, him, dude, I know this is a Vaughn podcast, but how can you say that? I've just, I mean, personally, I've liked quick. I like a little bit more flair. Oh yeah. You're a quick and, guy. I forgot. And, that. uh, you know, Carrie price just like, he makes it look so easy that I almost like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I appreciate what he does, but I just like, it just bothers me inside of like how easy he makes it look. Um, yeah, very robotic, right? This is the first year I've like appreciated it like completely, and I'm like, it just 
it gets me going to see him just like play literally like perfect. Like the only way to beat him is on a, on a tip or like a backdoor pass. He's, he just plays the game so well. And uh, kind of like his new almost carry price 2.0 Carter Hart, seeing him play is like so cool. Just like they make the game. They, it looks so easy. Yeah, that's true. But I do, like, you make a great point. Tuca's athleticism is a lot of fun to watch. I'm a big fan of watching the way uh, Rask gets it done, right? Did yeah. I say Tuca or did I say Quickie? Yeah. No, you said Tuca. Sorry, I meant Quickie. Quickie's athleticism is a lot of fun to watch. It's just electric, and it's something that ex- it's exciting. It's different, but I, I completely understand the way Carey Price plays. Very robotic, plays within the system. His net coverage is always perfect, and the way he moves is just, like, phenomenal. But with that being said, my boy Darcy Kemper, like he looked good too. Huge Yotes guy right now. Roland, I think the big question mark is going to be the steamroll effect of games. And what I mean by steamroll effect is like just going one after the other, one after the other, because it's it's not the stretched out seven. I mean, if if teams sweep and you go out early, you get a little break. Like it's it's a different ball game, and then you gotta like Pat brought up the bubble. Like, how is that really going to affect guys long-term? Are they going to stay more rested? Is it going to be beneficial? So I'm kind of excited to see how that pans out. Yeah. I think, like, more than ever, this is a a goalie year. Like, whoever gets hot is going to win the cup, in my opinion, because there's no factors of home ice. There's no factors of fans. Like, as as a player, you know, in the regular season, a lot of goals, if you break them down, they're because of a mistake. And like I kind of mentioned before, like teams are playing so safe and so defensive. It's a goalie's game. And whoever makes the least amount of mistakes, in my opinion, is going to win the cup. So whoever has a hot goalie, and I think just about every team is willing to play that style. We saw it uh, tonight, Tuesday, Toronto played defensive, like the most offensive team in the league really switch up their game so really in my opinion it's going to be whoever gets a hot goalie and I mean at the end of the day like you said low mistakes it's playoff hockey that's what you're seeing out there guys are going 120 percent because you're not going to travel into this and you're not going to get on the ice and go through everything that they have to go through the testing all the security measures well not like security but like the health measures just to like have an early out everybody's on the line for this one and that's why playoff hockey is just the best but at the end of the day, I've always said this since like I was a know nothing kid in high school. Like it's just it's so easy and obvious. The hot goalie will carry you into a playoff run. Holtby, right? Yeah. Case in point. Quickie, I mean, those cups. It's, it's case it's in point. It's tough too because you look at every single team, and like almost everyone has a goalie that I could see just riding it out through the end. I mean, Carey Price. Carter Hart, Vasilevsky, Holpe, like the list just goes on. Kemper in Arizona, like so many guys. I mean, the only real question mark in my head right now is probably Edmonton. Neither of their guys have had like a super hot, convincing start to me. But Nor have they else, ever, so. <laughs> but even like, yeah, but think about, I mean, Edmonton and uh, in Winnipeg, all-star goaltenders there. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh, all-star and cup winning goaltender. Like, almost every single team can make a case to have a hot goalie and carry them. So it's, uh, it's going to come down to a lot of close games. 
no, 100%. So it'll be really exciting to see how the way things pan out. Um, and uh, hopefully our Vaughn attendees carry us from uh, the East and the West all the way to the cup finals, baby. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys left in there. So, I mean, I, who's your, who's your choice right now? You got Kemper, Murray, Corpusalo, Rask. I mean, I love all of our guys, but right now me and uh, I have a little bit of money from uh, December that I put on the Yotes to right. go win cup finals. So I got to root for Kemp's, but at the end of the day, if we can get both guys at uh, cup finals, I mean, that's a huge W for us. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It'll be unreal. And it'll, it'll line up a nice little podcast for us afterwards. eh? maybe a little invite yeah. to the cup party. I doubt that, but we'll work <laughs> it in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of that, we got a dope interview lined up with Carbo. One of the legends from the E Show, baby, who we recently yeah. signed a deal with, Vaughn and you the E Show have combined. You want to talk about like a face of a league? This guy's played four years, four years in the E Show. Like, <laughs> he might as well just put his face on the logo for the league. At that point, I don't know if he'd take it as a chirp or a compliment, but yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's right up there. Four years in the E Show. I mean, he runs the <laughs> league. So. But um, let's send it over to Carbo and uh, catch you guys after. Between two posts tonight, hailing from Berlin, Vermont, in United States of America, he stands at a tall six foot even. He's 20 years old and 180, oh, 183 centimeters. He's 165 pounds soaking wet. Connor Carbo, welcome to the pod. <laughs> What's up, fellas? What? How are we doing? I haven't seen you in way too long, buddy. Yeah, it's it's been a, a while, but I gotta say, probably my first memory of you goes back to junior hockey, and we'd have our pregame goalie showers and just listen to like we had a, a shower playlist. Me and you would oh just hop in the showers. That was the, that was the best. That oh, I yeah. I will never have that with anybody from from here on out for sure. But no matter who was playing, like. Oh, yeah. Both of us were buzzing going into the game. It didn't matter who was playing. That was the best part. I mean, whether you were starting or I was riding the bench or vice versa, we would both just hop, take a nice toasty shower, have a nice playlist going, Spotify premium. Yeah, that's that's right. It didn't matter. In the zone. It didn't matter. I actually got a shout out. I got a shout out my coach right off the bat, Jim Masso from uh, the Vermont Lumberjacks. I played for him for six years. I've never been 165 pounds, and I've never been six foot. So I was always 5'11", 150, and my, my boy hooked me up right on the statue, or, uh, on the scout sheets right out, yeah. right out of the gate. Every inch counts, man. That's right. Carbo, That's right, what, was yeah. the, what was the lead-in song for your guys' playlist? Do you remember? Yes, I do. Uh, it was By the World. Yeah, I was going to say, I still By have the, the playlist probably. That was the first one every time. We, he played it once, and I don't remember either I, me or him were playing, and uh, we just lit it up. So that was the first one every time from there on out, and uh, the rest of it was just whatever we were feeling. Yeah, I, and I got to say, so for those of you, obviously, like, goalies out there know, having a goalie partner, it's usually, like, kind of a – almost like a fake friendship, like, because you – you want to play and like you want to be buddy buddy but you like kind of want the other guy to fail and like I don't know one of the things that me and Carbo just always had was like we honestly I don't think we really cared about like we just we just had a great time like I was never like salty like when he played good I was 
like so pumped. Like I was probably the most pumped guy in the room. Like if Carbo had a good game, I was like, let's go. Like it, it just pumped me up on the end. No matter who was playing, um, at the guy on the bench was the loudest cheerleader for like every save, no matter how big it was or how many goals you were letting in. Like, buddy, you're good. Like, you got the next one. Who like who cares? Like, it was, good. It was great. But, so uh, I actually remember my. So I actually I got traded to Vermont in uh, like right after Christmas break. In my first game, I went there. Uh, Carbo was playing, and I remember I got in trouble because I was. I was on the bench, but I was beaking so hard like the other team. <laughs> and I was like, I was hyping Carbo up and just like anytime a, the other skater would like walk, skate by, I'd just, you know, chirp him. And our coach, Maso, who's unbelievable coach, he was like, hey, like, you got to like, <laughs> you got to tone it down a little bit here. It's your first day. <laughs> yeah, you're beaking. Uh, I remember we were playing the revolution, I think, and you're beaking the other goalie in the second period when he was in like year end towards the bench because – he went to a uh, he went to like a, a BCHL camp, but never played. Yeah. But he was like telling everybody that he played in the BC. So you were just ripping the kid apart, and he had a huge nose, which really didn't help his case. Oh yeah. And you, were just, you were ripping the kid. I was. It was, it was awesome. But what yeah. was your uh, what was your uh, biggest uh, chirp there, Kyle? You remember? Yeah. So I mean, honestly. The kid's just, nose was touching his cage. His like, nose was, was huge. I don't know why I remember this, but he wasn't playing good. But, like, after, like, he got scored on, he lifted up his helmet. And his nose was, like, literally Pinocchio. So, I for 10 minutes straight, I was just screaming from the bench at him about his nose. And uh, <laughs> Day one, know, day one yeah. in the EHL, in the E show, just beacon, guys. Yeah. Good. But that's the that's the thing is like my style like when I played I don't think I I talk too much but if I'm not playing a game I'm running my mouth from puck drop until like the, the last whistle. whether you're so, playing or not you're part of the game it yeah, doesn't exactly matter. I almost I almost like backing up better because like there's no pressure <laughs> and all you have to do is open the door and just like see how the best chirp you can get so it was I always enjoyed it but um I. I, I do want to go back because Carbo mentioned uh, Maso was the coach then in Vermont. And in terms of a coach handling goalie situations, probably the best I've ever had. And it's not even close. I mean, he was, he was there for us no matter what. And he, he understood he's cause I think there's a lot of coaches that aren't goalies that think they know what they're doing. And he kind of just like admitted, he's like, you know, I'm not a goalie coach. So like, let's sit down and talk it out, you know, yeah, like every time. So like the beginning of the year or when, when you came to the team, we had a meeting and uh, he was like, listen guys, like I really don't know shit about goalies, but I can tell <laughs> when, you're, when you're having a tough game or when you're down on yourself and I need to pull you then, because if you're down on yourself, like the team's going to be down on you. So, or if you're, even if you're playing good, but the team's down, like I'm going to pull the goalie and, he pretty much made everything clear to us, which uh, which made it a little bit easier for us to understand playing for him. And uh, I think the way that me and Kyle are really, I mean, helped us improve as players because we knew what was what was going to happen if if something wasn't going well or if it was going really good that we were going to keep playing. So um, our biggest thing I think with me and Kyle was just our competition and practice made us better and. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed playing with him because we were close off the ice, but 
in practice, like we were battling and selling our asses yeah. off. And we'd, win, we'd win small games. Like that's what it was all about because whoever played the best of practice was playing that weekend. So there was no beef off the ice, but on the ice, we were definitely uh, going for each other's heads. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's, I like that you brought that up too, because I think like, like you said on the ice, it was like, you know, we, we went at it. Like we competed as hard as we could. And then, but then, you know, after practice, we'd go over to your place and chef it up, cook some nice, some nice you dinner. Tell about that? What's that? Tell Ev about that, dude. Our our pregame meal. So the night before every game, <laughs> I gotta we, hear this. Uh, yeah, Kyle would come over to, to my apartment, and we'd have a, a dinner. No matter who was, no matter who was playing, I'd chef up dinner. He'd come over, and we'd just we'd just hang out the night before. And I mean, I've never had that with a goalie partner before, so. It was definitely something new, but it was it was nice to have for sure. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Kyle said he he could burn cereal. So obviously, you're the cook, right? Oh, dude, I yeah, I was cooking everything. Yeah, Carvo, but, but see, like, go, go sit down, buddy. Like, go play some music. <laughs> see, Carvo could actually cook. Like, like he like his meals were good. So I mean, granted, like I can't cook at all, but like yeah, we know he could he could like actually cook. So good. Really uh, nice. We had some nice teriyaki chicken with rice. Ter- teriyaki yeah. chicken stir fry with rice. Yeah. Was so so every also, time. I wanted. I also credit to Carbo because, so my birthday's uh, like first week of January, oh, and I I think I literally got to Vermont, like two days before my birthday. I didn't know a single soul for my twenty first too. So we went out to. Uh, I think we went to like Hibachi. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And Carbo came. So I had like, I had like, for my 21st birthday, it was like a bunch of guys I had known for two days. But, uh, <laughs> that's I mean, they, 21st ever. <laughs> yeah. They, but it was cool. Like, they made me feel special. They made me, yeah, we got, we got him fired up for it. We get to, we get to the place too. They don't even ID him. He's like, bro, I didn't even get to you. Yeah. That. I told the guy too. I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's my 21st. Like, you, you have to ID me. Like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And we had a, we had a good time. And so, I mean, we'll kind of make this a little bit more about you, Carvo, since you're our guest. But what's it been like? You know, you're a Vermonter. You grew up in Vermont, and then you get to play juniors for was it three years in your home state. Uh, four years. So I four played years. two years. It was it was crazy too because I played my freshman sophomore year in high school. So I played for the high school then, and then my junior and senior year I played. Um, uh, U18 Jacks, and then two, once I graduated, played two more years of uh, the EHL team. But then my first two years, I played split season with the Jacks too. So I was there for six years. So yeah. like I played before high school my first two years. So I was That's a Jack so through and through. <laughs> do they do they hang your jersey up in the rafters for you? No, absolutely not. I I uh, I definitely could have played better for that, but. Oh <laughs> no! I took both jerseys with me. They don't even have a jersey that has my name on it anymore. They're both I was gonna say won. maybe we'll put in a call for you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, I think we won our first first ever playoff series, like last season, right? Was that maybe? Well, yeah, that's right. We beat Walpole or, or something. I don't know, but but either way, like we we had a sick team the last two years, and uh, yeah. we just couldn't get it done the year that you were with with us and uh this year coronavirus so 
I was so I played college right, and I I was still eligible to go play juniors. So yeah. I went back to Vermont, and I was gonna finish out playoffs with us. And uh, the coronavirus killed us the day before yeah. we were going on the yeah. road. So I don't know if you were picking that up, Ev, but basically he, so he started the year with the Jacks in Vermont EHL, and then halfway through the year got picked up by uh, Wentworth. So mm-hmm. he went and played college. Actually tore it up. I don't know how I haven't brought that up yet. <laughs> so he he joins the team in I don't know what December, January. Wait, January? you joined Wentworth on, midway on New Year's Eve. He he literally joins, plays maybe a couple regular season games, starts in playoffs. They knock off the number like one, two, and three seeds. They, they who'd you Endicott? Endicott. Well, no. So we played Endicott in the championship. Our first game was against Curry. And they they were the three seed, and then we played UNE, and they were the one seed, and then so, we lost. But kind of go over this a little bit because I'm pretty sure, uh, wasn't it like you beat them really low score, and you had like forty saves or something? Okay, so in the Curry game, so we went and played Curry on a Wednesday, and in the first period they had twenty four shots, and we had three. And, and it was zero zero after the first, and I was like, "Oh man, like I'm gonna be bagged. This is gonna be a long game." Yeah. So we end up beating Curry two to one, and they had 52 shots, and we had 24. Gross. <laughs> they had the same amount of shots in the first period that we had the whole game, but like the craziest part about the whole thing is we had 26 block shots too. He's, yeah. Oh my so God! Had the puck was in your zone shots. the whole game. It was incredible, but it was—I mean—it was a ton of fun. Like we, the way our team plays is like you'll you'll face a lot of shots, but you won't have a whole lot of like flurries. Like if you if you take a shot and give up a rebound, they're getting that second that yeah. second uh, shot out of there. So then we go play UNE that the following Saturday. UNE's gross too for those. Oh, they're unreal. So they're ranked seventh in the country out of the D three teams, and so we go play them that Saturday. And we had just played them the week before, the Friday before, and we lost two to one. But it was a really close game; like shots were really close. And then so we go play them, and we beat them two to one, and. They were rattled. Like, they were running around at the end of the game. You could just tell that, like, they were not ready to lose the game. And so we beat them, and we just went – I mean, we went nuts. Like, we we were not – because they took us out of the playoffs the, the year before. Yeah. So, like, it was a huge game. And all the seniors on the team, like, had never beat UNE in their, in their career. So, like, it was just a really big game for us. So then we miss – like half of our school break, our spring break, to go to the championship game. So everyone's like, if we lose this, like we're missing out on our break. So like we got to win this one. Yeah. So we go into the championship, not zero zero through the first two periods. And uh, we go into the third and they score with like eight minutes left in the third. And I was just like, man, like, I don't know if we can, if we can pull this one out, but. So we, I get pulled with like two minutes left, and they scored an empty net or two. But, I mean, it was a really fun, really fun experience. Um, like we barely clinched playoffs, and to go on the run that we did, um, it was just a really special season. 
you know, like going from juniors and then going, making the switch to college and then actually playing, like I would have never thought of it in a million years because going into the season, I didn't have a single offer. And like, even through the first half of the season, I didn't have any offers. So when Wentworth called me, I was like, like, I might not get another chance. Like I'm playing good right now, but still like everyone, you goalies usually talk to scouts and stuff the first half of the year. You know what I mean? Like you start, they start watching you more and more. But when I got that cause, it was kind of like a, man, I got to take this and just roll with it and see what yeah. happens. So kind of just, just took it and it ran just with it. It goes to show like goalies and juniors now, like, you just got to keep grinding because you know, you never know who's watching yeah. what game and when exactly. your chance is going to come. It's it's so much harder as a goalie than, you know, if you're a player, you're, you're in the lineup every night. You're If you're getting seen, there's usually a scout looking for a player every night. But it's just there's so many less spots as a goaltender. So it's uh, – you just it's always got to – It's crazy too because I don't even think they would have – they would have even called Maso and asked if he had a goalie because – like they were looking at you the year before and it's just crazy that it like all spins around back to you. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> you always got to be dialed cause you never know at what point the phone's going to pick up and they're going to be asking about you. Right. So you always got to be dialed in, but Carbo, I got to ask, man, when you went in, like, what did you do? Like, this is a serious goalie question. What did you do that gave you like just that sick run there? Like, do you, did you do anything different or was that like, is it just a timing thing where everything just kind of lined up for you? Nothing different. I literally just went in with, with no expectations. I think that was the biggest thing was just going in and, and not knowing what was going to happen. But I mean, it could have been, it could have gone horrible and like, I could not even <laughs> be on a team next year, but just, just going in and just, I've always worked my bag off and, and going up to the next level has always been like, it's always been fun for me because I feel like I play my best hockey like when I'm moving up to the next level, which sounds weird, but like I've always had a tr- uh, a problem with consistency. So like I'll go in and Kyle. Be really good. So, well, yeah, I want to kind of touch on this because, and not to take this the wrong way, but when Carvo's on, like he's on, like he's he shouldn't shouldn't be in the AHL. Like probably one of the top goaltenders like I've ever played with, and that's what made it so fun to compete with him like when he's on it's he's he's almost impossible to score on so you know it does it it doesn't really shock me that when you went on that run like I've I've seen it a lot before so um and I think it is it's hard as a goaltender to you know bring that every night and a lot of it's mental so um you know it's a lot of getting dialed in before the game but you know Carbo's when he's on his game, it's uh, I, I can see a lot of those runs happening in the future too. So it's, yeah, that's the only thing is that's that's like my my biggest thing going into next year is I want to work on my consistency because even when I was there, like my first game, my first two games, I played unreal, and then I kind of just I was kind of just average. I didn't I didn't win us any game any big games like during the season. Like we had a couple one goal losses where I felt like I could have won us the game, but but I just couldn't get it done. So I, uh, maybe Kyle's got to come up and do pregame showers again with you. Maybe that's, right? yeah, that's I'll, the jam. I'll, yeah. I'll have to get back on that for sure. That was probably my favorite thing of the whole season. That are, that are the bagel shop. Yeah. That was my question. Carbo, did you take part in the bacon, egg and cheeses? Yes, absolutely. You have to. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. I told that story on the pod, but basically, there was a bagel shop right across the rink, and yeah. any time like Carbo was starting before the pregame shower, I'd load up on some some greasy bagels. Oh, dude, I did too. Even when I was playing, <laughs> yeah. Up. So I think we probably both had the same pregame uh, ritual there because I I don't know if you listened to that episode, but basically, um, the one game you started. I like ate a greasy bagel and then um, I went in and played and played really good. So like then every single game, whether I was playing or not, I would just eat like a disgustingly greasy bagel before every yeah. single game. You just got to roll with what's working for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that became part of the ritual. But while, while we're on the topic, Ev, you want to ask our famous question? So Carbo, you're from out East, right? Born and raised Vermont boy. Now, Kyle has a hard press for Dunkin' Donuts. And I get it. It's the coffee of the East. America does not run on Dunkin'. But I'm, we're going to throw in Starbucks. So you got Starbucks, Tim's, or Dunkin'. What's your go-to? So we're talking coffee, right? Yep. Coffee. So I, was actually, I was ready for this. <laughs> I'm going to shock you. The best co- uh, fast food coffee is McDonald's. Oh, oh the Dark Wars. No, no. no, I'm telling you, actually, it's it's you would be shocked. But go to McDonald's and get a – I'm a hot coffee guy. So, oh, my God, Reimer just made an insane save. <laughs> so, go to McDonald's. If you're a hot coffee guy, go try McDonald's coffee. I'm telling you, it's way better than Dunk. I'm not even – oh, my God, that was sick. You Tim Thomas. <laughs> I'm watching it on mute because, all right, so go to McDonald's, got to try the hot coffee, way better than Starbucks and Dunks and everything. Like, it's just a solid coffee. But if I'm is going iced coffee. Is there even McDonald's in Boston, though? I feel like it's only Dunkin'. Probably. What, dude? It's a McDonald's. They're everywhere. Yeah. Dude, Boston does not have, like, McDonald's. There's a lot of Dunks around us, so I'm definitely going to have to be uh, ripping coffee at home. But uh, if I'm going iced coffee, Dunks for sure. I, I never hit Starbucks. I don't have the budget for that. Okay. Yeah. Are, are you in the uh, Are you in the dorms at Wentworth, or are you living in an apartment? So I have an apartment this year set up with the boys, but all my classes are online actually. And uh, our tough life. Really. Our season's not starting. Yeah, our season's not starting till January too. So we're gonna have like a condensed season. But I'm living on. Uh, there's like this big hill behind our campus. And yeah, it's like it's Boston, so there's like six colleges around us. Yeah, like, <laughs> big so, hill where they rent out apartments, and like it's all college kids living on this hill. So I'm living with uh, three other of the the boys on the team, and uh, but last year, yeah, no, I lived in the in the dorms. It was pretty nice. We had like there's like four different rooms. They're all doubles, and we had like a little common room and a kitchen. Yeah. So, now, so, did you ever throw a dorm party? No. No, I didn't. Oh, no, you guys I didn't. didn't you guys didn't have a, a couple uh, postseason parties? No, uh, no, not at the dorms. We definitely did. Uh, you gotta no. throw the banger in the dorms, man. Get no, the strobe lights going. No, yeah, no. But the, that was the worst part. Is all the kids I lived with in my dorm were were not on any sports teams. So like Thursday night was their night to throw down. Uh, a couple nights. I had a game on Friday, so. So like I'm trying to sleep and they got the speaker going in the door. 
And I'm like, I'm like, boys, like I got a game tomorrow, and they just like didn't get it. So it was tough that way. But no, yeah. no, no dorm parties, especially uh, underage on the on the sports team. Can't be having that. Yeah. No, sir. No, don't sir. Don't need to oh. in my first semester, and that would not not be. I want to. I want, kind of want to go over because not many people get the opportunity to to live where you are now. Obviously, your Wentworth is in like the heart of Boston. You got uh, Northeastern, like, literally touching your campus. Like like you mentioned, six other schools there. You got TD Garden, like, a mile away. You got all the shops. Like, you're in Boston. How sick is that to, to go to school there and just it's live It's so cool. I, I, I haven't got to experience it yet fully, you know what I mean? But because I was literally just – because I went in midseason, so, like, we didn't have any off time, especially yeah. with our rink being off campus. So, we – didn't really get to go in a whole lot, but once the season was over, like I was ready to go explore and stuff. And, uh, but the biggest, the biggest plus about going to uh, Wentworth is we get $9 Red Sox tickets. So I'm going to be hitting a lot of Sox games. That's absurd. Um, How do you get that hookup? Like what's the connection? It's just the colleges. So Wentworth is like one of the colleges of the Fenway. So we're like oh. three quarters of a mile away from Fenway and there's like six or six or so colleges that are like colleges of the Fenway, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's just one of the like student perks that we have, I guess. So I'm definitely going to use it up as much as I can. Absolutely. Now, Kyle teed me up for a nice one. Um, Carbo, are you single or are you, uh, you dating? No, not a girlfriend guy at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> for no, sure. Yeah, you don't want to lock it down too early. Um, yeah, so this guys on the team are definitely uh, they're definitely looked down on. So <laughs> definitely, definitely gonna uh, I don't know what I'm going for, but anti girlfriend culture. Okay, I get it. Um, you're you're a freshman though, so yeah. you, you got some oh, time. Well, I'm in no hurry. Like I gotta I gotta experience Boston. I'm I'm ready to go. Got the, <laughs> the short hair now. I'm dialed. Yeah. So, with that being the case here, Carbell. I mean, you got like Kyle said, all those schools around you, and just you're in you're in Boston, so population is through the roof. Like Tinder and Bumble game have to be crazy. Oh man, I mean, we're gonna have to wait and see. I really, I really got there and focused on hockey. So oh, that's good. That's what you should say on the pod for sure. No, it's not even just on the that's, pod. Like, that's was, a political answer. I get it. I was really just focused and ready to go. I was, I mean, I was ready to buzz after the season for sure, but. I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait till this fall, and I'll definitely get back to you on that. And then you got those what nine dollar Fenway tickets? Perfect date, right? Oh, absolutely! It's too believe- easy, man. Yeah, you better believe I'm gonna go buy a couple and just be. That's gonna be uh, my bar pitch. Is yeah, nine dollar Red Sox tickets. Well, you gotta no, you gotta pick up a girl who like doesn't go to Wentworth, and you're at the bar, and you're like, hey, I'll buy you like. Red Sox tickets, but don't tell her it's nine bucks. Yeah, right? like, I got the bar tab. I got the tickets. <laughs> Does she know I only got a break of 20? <laughs> Not a bad deal. So moving forward, you're going to go back to Wentworth, right? Now yep. that the EHL is pretty much, you know, eligibility is toast, right? Oh, yeah, it's gone. Long gone. RIP. So being in going back to Boston from Vermont, like, culture shock really or you know i mean you're growing up on the east coast you might have been there a couple times is it pretty cool to be there now or is it you know whatever the biggest thing i'm looking forward to is going places and not knowing people 
Yeah. <laughs> you can go anywhere in Vermont and whether there's 50 people there or 20 people there, you at least know one to five people wherever you go. And it's just, it's the worst going and like going to buy something or going to get food and having to have like a conversation about, you know, how's the family doing? Like stuff like that. <laughs> how's your sister? Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. What's your so, mother up to? Huh? Yeah. So I'm definitely excited to, uh, to go and just not know people and, and go to the same place and see different people every time. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to really just get out of Vermont and like learn the, the ways of the city because yeah. <laughs> I mean, Boston's a great city. So I'm just excited to, uh, to really, to really get after it there. Now, did you grow up in Burlington? So I grew up in Berlin, which is right next to Montpelier, which is the capital. I don't know where your uh, geography skills are at, but uh, that's, that's not good, man. I'm looking yeah. at a map right now. I'm well, looking at been, Burlington. Have you been up, to, have you been up to UVM yet? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. where is it in like, relations to that? Like 45 minutes away. Oh, dude, you're on the whole other side. I see it. Yeah, I'm I'm in like central Vermont, which is right where the capital is, but but Burlington, I spent a lot of time up there cuz that's where like I mean the the greatest population of Vermont is is all up there and it's it's a it's pretty much a college town and they mm-hmm. have the only like water source and beaches and places to go fishing and stuff. So like that's pretty much the biggest uh the biggest attraction in Vermont, I guess you could say. You want to talk about an underrated city though? Like when I drove up there to go see Vermont and I don't know what I was doing. Oh, I had to get uh plaster to do a face mold for uh, some of the goalies. Oh, yeah. And when I drove down like the downtown coming down onto the lake, like talk about an incredible view and like everything that you have in Burlington. It's a beautiful place. It's amazing. And, and Church going to the city, like uh, I'd be like taking pictures of the, the, the buildings because the highest building we have in Vermont is 11 stories. <laughs> and I, I go to Boston and the, like the smallest one around me is like 15. It's yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'll be taking pictures there. And then if, if those guys like came to Vermont, they'd be t- taking pictures of the mountains and stuff. And I'd just be like, what are you doing? But like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just the mountains. Different, yeah. It's just a whole different scene. But coming back from college, I just really appreciated how beautiful it was for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Church one- Street's pretty sick there too. Have you uh, been there, Ev? Where? Church Street, downtown Burlington. It's like, uh, kind of just like upscale like shops, a, restaurants. It's it's basically like a. I was probably like, gone. I went through there. Probably. Like it's like two strip malls with a big brick like walkway going down the middle, and it's like a half mile long, and it's just like all different, all different cool stores and stuff. Yeah, I buzzed through there real quick because I had to get to the rink. But uh, you want to talk about an unbelievable spot? And I didn't realize you could go skiing. Like they have the legit mountains out there where you yeah like, lived in Vermont huge my ski whole spot. life. Lived in Vermont my whole life. Never been skiing once. That is really? such a joke. Yeah, I know. I know. I get a lot of shit for it, but I mean, <laughs> my parents were like, "Yeah, you're not going skiing. Like hockey's too expensive. If you're gonna go get hurt skiing, like." Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, no chance. gear too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, the only gripe I really have about Vermont here, and I'm sure you're gonna understand completely, was one time I had to drive from the Nall Showcase or the Prospect, whatever. It was a tournament for the NA. 
I had to drive from Providence up to Vermont to get there that night to see the team the next day. And it was, it was February, right? So you obviously probably have driven through there. You know what it's like, but I got like a shitty rental car, like a sedan. And I left, I left Providence maybe about five or six o'clock. Cause I'm like, okay, like I just got to try and get through the mountains. It won't be a big deal, blah, 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 blah. But little did I know, as you start to climb the mountains in Vermont and the sun sets and it's really cold, you end up in a blizzard. Oh so, yeah. Every time, every single time I drive through that highway, there's like an hour stretch where it just snows 24 seven. And the roads are just glare ice. <laughs> it was terrifying. So I'm in this POS car. Like you don't have winter tires on it, obviously. And I used, I grew up snowmobiling and skiing and stuff. So when we go up North, like you're on a trail, right? And it's yeah. all snow. The trees are covered in snow. You can't see shit. It's whatever. You just got to go forward. I felt like I was on a snowmobile. And then you throw the, the brights on to try and see a little bit better. And you just see like you're going through Star Wars. You're flying through space at hyperspeed. You can't see shit. My knuckles were so white. And my hands were so cramped. But eventually got through it. And then I made it to Vermont. But that was the most terrifying drive I've ever been on. And I, like, I'm from Michigan. I'm from the Midwest. I drive through snow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was... I love it. I love beast. When it snows. Driving in the snow is like one of my one of my most favorite things in Vermont. Like I'm, I say that if we're gonna have eight months out of the year that are freezing cold, it it might as well be snowing. Like, <laughs> so it's gonna be. Cold I don't. Think, I don't snow. think they understand this because, like, I have a four wheel drive, whatever, like car. Like it's supposed to be good for the snow. I drove it in Minnesota for quite a bit. When I went to Vermont, this car could Like I got stuck everywhere like yeah. vermont gets like feet on feet of snow and we, and, well, we don't take so care carvo, of the road carvo has this like jacked up truck snow tires <laughs> like when it snows in vermont they literally hop in their cars and they just go for a spin like yeah. doing donuts so i remember <laughs> that like probably like twice a week carvo would pick me up and we just go you know like drifting and driving through the snow it was, it's it's a completely different culture yeah, it- you, I mean, if you if you're not from here, you you just don't get it, and <laughs> I I understand it for sure. But I definitely love uh, I love when out of staters come up here because it's so it's a whole different animal for them. Oh yeah, and that was that was not fun. Like I was stressed because too, like it's one of those where you look off the side of the road and you're on a cliff, so you're either hitting the guardrail and going over, right? Or the other side, you can't see down. You see these trees coming way up, but you're like, how far am I going to slide? And no one's going to find me. I'm toast. Like, that's yeah, it. No cells either. So. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. you go down, it's like, well, I guess this is it. Night, night. See you tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's crazy because, honestly, I feel like from, from Burlington to probably, like, Manchester, like, an hour and a half, two-hour stretch, there's literally nothing but mountains. Zero. Zero. Just great mountains. So you're just climbing, and then while I'm driving too, like my my ears are popping and stuff. Like it couldn't have been worse. Yeah. But um, moving forward here, Carbo, I want to do a this or that with you. Unless Kyle, you got something else? No, we'll we'll hit them with the this or that. So, Carbo, would you rather save a cat off the edge of a cliff or a dog? Dog. All day. Huge dog guy. I really care, could care less about cats. Do you hate cats? I wouldn't say I hate cats, but if I go over somewhere and they have a cat or a dog, I will not even realize that they have a cat. Okay. I, 
I could, no matter how like mean or whatever the dog is, I just, not a cat guy, not a cat guy. We'll go with that. Okay. Okay. Now bacon, egg and cheese or sausage, egg and cheese. If I'm making it at home, bacon, egg and cheese. But if I'm going to McDonald's, sausage, egg and cheese. And I'll, I'll give you a little rundown for this. Okay. So if you're going to a fast food place, you go get a bacon, egg, and cheese, you're getting like some junk microwave bacon, right? That's like super yeah, thin. It's and disgusting like, and rubber. Yeah, just the worst. But like you, you're getting a sausage. A sausage patty is a sausage patty no matter where you get it. Mm-hmm. But if you're making it at home, you use like good bacon and stuff. It's, it's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally different world. Um, Coors Light or Bud Light? Oh, man. Bud Light. Carl was a Corona guy, though. Yeah, definitely. It's always Rona season, especially yeah. right now. Jeez. But, <laughs> but no, definitely, definitely Bud Light. Not, not. No one really drinks Coors Light around here, to be honest. Okay, big East Coast guy. Uh, family guy, American Dad. Family guy, for sure. Me and uh, me and uh, a couple of the roommates. Like whenever nothing was going on, we just throw Family Guy on. Like uh, we'd have like an NHL game going and then family guy right next to it. So during the commercials, we were just watching family guy, but <laughs> def- definitely family guy. Um, What was my next one? I had a good hockey one. Oh, so wide tape or regular tape? What's wide tape? Uh, regular tape for sure. You've never used wide, Kyle? Oh, wide. Oh, thick? oh, oh uh, yeah. it's not oh. thick. It's wide tape. Regular tape. We had some oh some sick. I've only I've only met a few degenerates that use wide tape. I so I want to say this too because when we were in uh, Vermont, goalie sty was like through the roof. Like <laughs> you should have seen Carlo. Carlo was rocking the uh, like the tan CCM retros with like Vermont colors, like gross. Uh, we, obviously, we both had custom painted masks, but then uh, like. Like head to toe, we just looked. We looked like we should have been in the U show, and then until we played, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, the scale just wasn't up to bat with the sty." But at least we had one thing going for us. That's for sure. But um, but I will say we did have the our warm ups. Ev, if you saw us, so there was the thing went viral that year where like a goalie, like you like Michigan it off the toe of your stick and like flip it over with one hand. Mm-hmm. So me and Carbo somehow both like got that down. So on warmups, we'd both just be like messing around with like a puck, like doing sick, like Michigan and like flipping it off and tossing up to our glove. Like we looked so sick Yeah, we'd be in the show. If that was, if that was part of being a goalie for sure. Arbo, what is uh what is Kyle's worst trait in the locker room? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I know there's that list is probably pretty long, eh? No, I'll keep it PG. Uh <laughs> he's a phone guy, that's the only thing. Yeah. Ronnie Textile? I'm just yeah. I don't know why. I'm always on it. That's I the only get- thing that uh our team was like really big on was like you couldn't have your phone in the locker room and you just didn't give a shit. Like you're, you're just always on your phone. Like, if you got, 
if you were told to put your phone away, you just grab it and go out of the room. Like it was, it was so funny, man. Like, I'm just, just, I think a big part of it is like my, I'm pretty picky about my pregame music. So like if, if the speakers aren't playing what I want to hear, like I'll just toss in my headphones and throw something on my phone, which I get that like they don't want you on your phone, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a huge mental midget. Like if I don't yeah. have everything going right for me, I'm gonna suck that game. So yeah. I, I needed to have like whatever music. Like I would play music in between periods because like I just had, I'd lose focus so quickly. So for sure, and you got to keep the snap streaks up to date, obviously. I think you needed something else, like maybe an Adderall or something, just kind of like calm them down but what do i know eh? well i would have i would have uh like sodas in between periods too i had it i don't know how like dude you're so weird man you were such a goalie <laughs> soda guy too. i remember that don't yeah, overcomplicate it guys we had a lot of like pre-workout and red bull guys but not really soda guys <laughs> yeah well i was mixing in cokes and bacon egg and cheeses yeah, all right. Oh, I, I had to have Dr. Pepper, and like a lot of rinks didn't have that. So I'd literally go to uh, like the grocery store and buy like the Dr. Pepper. Much, man. And put them in my bags for roadies. But you are a beauty. Um, Carbo, what's your favorite smell outside? Fresh cut grass, dude. I'm going to sound like such a Vermonter, but that's the best smell. Not so, only like- a Vermonter, but a dad. Like, that's just straight dad <laughs> life. Yeah, so my summer job is mowing lawns, and I mean, there's just not a better smell than fresh cut grass. Like, obviously flowers, but I'm not like a flower guy, so if I'm going to get fired up over an outside smell, I guess it's going to be the fresh cut lawn. Do you like Do you like the smell of gas? I do. I so love that smell. My, my, like, my summer hobby is like all my friends and like- Sniffing gas. <laughs> yeah. all, my, all my friends and family members- drive like race cars and in like small like short track racing which is like big up here so like the race fuel at the racetrack is just the best smell in the world dude actually i i'm gonna take back the fresh cut grass and replace it with race fuel okay race fuel i've never smelt that so i'm not sure what that's like but with that being said would you rather meet michael phelps or john cena Uh, I like to just shoot the shit, so I'd definitely go with John Cena. What would be your first question for him? Oh, man. How many kills? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go for it, you got you to gotta just go for it, I guess. You got to full send it, right? Yeah. What? How many kills and what's your back workout? <laughs> These The guys yoked. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Alrighty. Um, I think that's all I got. Kyle, you got anything else for uh, Carbo? Who's, who's your pick for uh, this year's Stanley Cup? Win man, it all. I'm, I'm a Bruins fan, but they're just not coming off to a good start. One uh, game, though, right? They've only played once, so. They played one, but they, they like, their exhibition game against the Blue Jackets, they got pumped. The Flyers worked them, so. I mean, I don't know. Rask is back next game, so. But I've I've been watching a lot, and uh, Bennington looks unbelievable. Um, yeah, 
I mean, dude, goalies are hot right now. Dude, the like, goalies are. Bumping. I love, I love watching this right now. It's just hundred percent. The goalies are running the show right now for sure. Yeah, unreal. But, uh, yeah. So I gotta say, you on on the old your biggest thing on this podcast is you don't plug your your business enough. That's what I'm. Uh, I go on Instagram like once a week, and every time I go on, you got like five new buckets you're doing dude i'm i'm like this kid's like insane he's he's got to be making so much money right now and like you, you cranked my bucket out in like a day dude i literally i don't sleep <laughs> you did the whole thing in a day and I, you're like yeah send enough to clear coat tomorrow and i was like buddy you just did that whole thing in a day that's insane like you can't I, say that though because everyone's gonna expect it now everyone's gonna call new jacks and be like hey i need it done in a day right? <laughs> I'll say this though, I've like turnaround times here are way quicker than any other painter out there. And like, obviously a lot of guys do good work, but you know, some of the bigger names are backed up a couple months. Yeah, for so sure. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I get an email people say like, Oh, can you, any chance you have room? I don't even look at the schedule. I'm like, yeah, I'll fit you in somehow. And I yeah, just, you're getting I basically just don't sleep. I'll just you <laughs> Jack's airbrush, hit him up on Instagram. Kids always on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Carbo, I want to say thanks for the time, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I love to just shoot the shit. So whenever you guys want to just talk hockey and hang out, have a good time, let me know. We're coming yeah. to Boston then, bud. We'll see you at Wentworth, yeah, eh? Oh, yeah, we'll have to do a trip. My, buddy, my 21st is uh, two weeks in. It's the day before school starts, too, so. It's well, going to be a lethal week for you, kid. going to be a big tell. Yeah. Hey, it was good catching up with you. I miss you. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, keep in touch. Thanks, guys. See yeah. you, Carbo. Another big uh, thank you for Carbo to spend some time in quarantine up in Vermont to uh, take a little time to chat with us and give us the insight on what uh, he's expecting out of Wentworth and Boston coming up. I mean, hot little playoff run to end the year. Like, dude's going to be sick going into next year, right? Yeah, it's it's he he fell into a pretty cool situation to get a taste of college hockey, um, in his age out year of juniors. But it's always um, it's a sick place to play. Obviously, you're in Boston, you're in the city. Um, hockey is at its absolute like high point there. You got BU, Northeastern, the Bruins. Uh, like, a t I think there's like four or five Division One schools in Boston. Um, and then obviously pro and, and then uh, a couple AHL teams, uh, in the state of Massachusetts too. So obviously he's just in a hockey hotbed and to be able to play there and just kind of keep working on your game. Um, I'm excited to see where he ends up. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see how things go for him. Hopefully he can carry and find a little consistency. But uh, as for the listeners, if you are still listening, make sure to like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is that you're listening to. If you're on Spotify, you got to like us uh, or follow us, I think. And then uh, give us a little rating on Apple Podcasts and uh, we'll keep the episodes coming. Kyle, it's been good, good, man. I can't wait to see it uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, see you soon. I'll talk to you. See ya.